Don't 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 make fun of my countdown. You won't, you you used to get mad at me when I didn't do a countdown and I would start the recording. So shut up. I like a good loud countdown. Today was rather meek and mild. It was odd. Three, two, one. That's not and what it sounded like. That's how it sounded. That's not what it sounded like. That's not what it sounded like. This is what I wanted to open with. Also, I had it open for you uh, to give an example of uh, a look that I like and a look that I detest. What do you mean? It's this hat, right? You see the hat, fitted yeah. Falcons hat, okay. right? I like okay. wearing it this way, and I think it looks good wearing it this way. I don't. I'm okay. never a, a flat brim guy. I know you have been known to be. Strictly on the flat brims. No, 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 don't, don't, don't. No, 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 That is, that is a. When you came into college, they were all, I mean. I had, I had two, I had two hats that had flat brims that I wore because they were, they were snapbacks. There's a difference between a flat brim hat and a snapback. There's a complete difference. People who wear flat brim fitted hats are 38 years old and they think they're 23. You wear a I, snapback hat that's a little bit different. I always bend the brim. I, that, that's my mm-hmm. move, right? I think this hat right now looks pretty good. Would you just at least at least concede that? The shape, the structure, all yeah, of is that. Is it a new hat? Are you happy and that I, you got a new uh, hat or something? No, 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 no. no. I, I've, I've had the hat. But sometimes, okay. you know me, I like to wear my hats backwards. Okay. I'm a bit of a rebel that way. Yeah, you're, this, you're really a fashion icon breaking down your hat preferences but with this hat right look at this uh-huh. look at it now when i turn it around backwards yeah no you can't you can't you look like the this is a terrible look you look this like the biggest guy look. at the bar taking up two seats and it's just so loud that like you look like the worst guy in any public setting when you turn <laughs> the hat around this looks this look right here makes me look like i ride a motorcycle it makes me look like my voice would be about four octaves deeper. Like, like, like this guy drinks Budweiser, right? This guy right here with the hat this no, way. No, this no, guy no, drinks Budweiser. You're, you're trying to paint a picture of someone who's not a terrible person. And I only people I know that wear the backwards hat with the big NFL logo are all terrible people. There's some accusations I'd love to throw out there for people who wear hats <laughs> like that. But I'm not going to say them. <laughs> But I highly recommend wearing the hat the other way. That's disappointing. That's not a snapback. I don't like the fitted hats. I've got a ton of snapbacks. Sometimes people give me fitted hats and it's like, Uh okay, you know what? I I, I really don't try to discriminate a lot with my hats because I have so many, obviously. But these, I think that having no adjustability, I just because my hair grows fast as hell. Uh, I know you don't know what that's like, but uh, constantly I'm having to shift the, the snaps or shift the little belt. Uh, so I, I, I prefer having some flexibility with my hat. So for the viewing audience, I will turn it around. For the listening yeah, audience, pardon the stupid visual intro. Please save us. Um, at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today, we've got our FCS Week 1 preview. I don't know why. I didn't do a look ahead to Week 1 until we started doing these notes I kind of had some hope that we'd have some good games. Uh, we don't. We, we, we really don't have that many good games, despite there being a million of them. Um, but the slate that we do have today, Sean, that we're talking about, William & Mary versus Campbell, Jackson State, Florida A&M, and then we're also going to be going over Eastern Washington, North Dakota State, which that game played in Viking Stadium in the past would be a really fun game to talk about, but I feel like it's kind of 
it's it's kind of lost its shine because Eastern yeah. Washington's been struggling the past couple of years. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I always forget this. Also, week one, week two, a lot of FCS versus FBS matchups, and I'm like, oh, FCS football's here. FCS football doesn't really get here till week three, week four, and, and you know, on the uh, FBS at least schedules some exciting matchups for week one. Like we'll get to that on the FBS show, but there are some home run games that we will have to talk about FCS. We got a couple, a couple that are like good watchable, uh, but obviously rooting for the upsets, cheering for the upsets, excited to see if there are any upsets. Uh, There has to be right. There's always one. Yeah. You and I, Iowa State's one that I'm looking at. And then we've got incarnate word UTEP. Both of those games are the two to pay attention to. But staying focused on our FCS-FCS matchup, Sean, I want to start us off with William & Mary versus Campbell. I mean, on paper, it's fine. This game is fine. Yeah. I, I'm going to kind of cut to the chase here. William & Mary brings back a lot, and we have talked very highly on William & Mary's defense. I think that they are a top-four team. Other voters are not as high on the tribe as I am. Dude, I think that this William & Mary team is going to come out freaking swinging. Campbell – got dealt a short-ass hand, having to play William and Mary this year as their first-ever CAA game. Man, that is not going to look very, very fun on their history books. Yeah, I think uh, William, this William and Mary team is one of the best teams in the C- that the CAA has started a season with in recent memory. There are some really good JMU teams that I'm not going to discredit. Uh, Delaware had right. some good, good teams, but – Recently, this uh, William Mary since team, the departure of JMU, I think that I, I think it might exactly be the best. I think it might be the best that the CAA has rolled out. So, welcome to the conference, Campbell. Welcome. You know, maybe maybe we see something uh, out of Campbell that says, "Hey, you know, we, you know, we belong." I do believe they belong in the CAA. I think they have a roster and they recruit incredibly well for being where they are and what the school is. Uh, and they have talent. Uh, Mike Edwards uh, and Isaiah Green, both at least not on the list, but they were on the uh, Reese Senior Bowl watch list. Uh, a couple of uh, seniors going into this season, offensive linemen and cornerbacks. So they have talent. Uh, I think they're a legit program. I think they're a legit football program. But the CAA has been known when, when teams infiltrate to eat them up a little bit. Hey, welcome. This is the next tier of FCS football, and you're getting indoctrinated with just a thumper. Welcome. Oh, you want to come to the Bronson Yoder show? That's what you want to come to? Get ready to lace them up. Get ready, get ready to lace them up. You think you're fast on the edge? You're not as fast as John Pius or Pui. You're just not. I think it's Pius. Somebody Pius. has pointed it out to me that I believe, because it's P-I-U-S, and I had no idea. It's one of those things where you just – Kind of look past because they're used to the other spelling. So apologies right. to John Pius on that. But yeah, you're talking about John Pius, Nate Lynn, dude. Those are two of the best defenders in college football in the FCS level. And William Mary has a very, very good offensive line. So at every position, Campbell will be tested. And I, you really also couldn't ask for much of a better litmus test to to see how you're going to be coming into the season and see how you're going to be within the conference. You get to go up against the best. You get to get a true evaluation coming out of camp. Hey, now this is what we need to fix in week two through 11. So it's a very good starting point test instead of, oh, yeah, we played Stony Brook and their DBs weren't that good. So, and that's just an example. Right. Stony Brook has had some good DBs and they had a guy that went to the, the Seahawks UDFA when we played him, uh, Gavin Heslop. 
who I think just yes. got cut by the Browns, unfortunately. But he was talented. See, uh, Stony Brook had good DBs, but just an example mm-hmm. school. Uh, it's going to be a full throttle evaluation on Sunday. Could want to be in the film room. Most likely wouldn't want to be. Right. I think you bring up a really good point here. So I think like from our projection based on what we know about these teams, like you and I could sit here and say, look, William and Mary, 15 starters coming back. We already know all the top players. We've mentioned all the important pieces. Um, you didn't you didn't mention Charles Grant, who I'm a really big fan of on their offensive line, I think is going to be one of the best, if not the best, FCS offensive linemen this year. All that stuff is setting up Campbell for a brutal matchup. But at the same time, I think what's really important to take away here for Campbell fans, and like this is kind of the positive spin on it, is exactly what you said. Instead of jumping in and you're playing Monmouth or NCA&T or Hampton, some of those other newer CAA teams, that's not really a true test. That's not really an opportunity to like really figure out how you're going to match up throughout the season. Instead, you're jumping right in and you're facing off against the best team. Look, if you get smacked, that's how you figure out what you need to work on, how you can match up and play against the lesser teams. Instead of thinking to yourself the whole season – oh, we can maybe match up with so-and-so or so-and-so, and then you get blindsided after you've built some momentum. Get this game out of the way. If you play them close, that's going to be a true litmus test for how capable you are to compete with the rest of the conference. Use this as a learning opportunity if it doesn't yeah. go well, or come out and fight. Campbell has been a team that has showed up to fight when, when they need to. Um, it's kind of like, though, when we ever we've had to play JMU later on in the schedule, though. In, in our time at Rhode Island where you know, you're kind of just looking at the schedule and you're like, wow, we're, you know, we're beating Delaware. We're beating Stony Brook. We're beating Albany. And it's like, we're looking really good this year, but you know, we know where JMU is down the line. You get, get that out of the way. You don't have to worry about that, that looming issue. Yeah. It, it, and that's God, I forgot all about that where it's like, okay, okay. You know, we, we're kind of in the thick of it. We're kind of battling for that, you know, uh, the playoff or battling for the winning record, whatever it is. And then, End of the season, always in November, always in November, JMU. And it's just like, oh, well, this week, everyone's everyone's beat to hell. You got a fresh team, too. You got a fresh team coming in this game. It is not November football aches and pains yet. So that'll be good. for That'll be a bonus for Campbell as well. So we're back-to-back weeks for talking about Jackson State. They have FAMU uh, for their – second game of the season after uh, the Miak swack battle that they had against SC State. Look, I, I'm going to repeat this. And this is most of my analysis. After we saw how good Jason Brown looked and we've been reassured that this is the same guy that played at St. Francis. I always yeah. mix up St. Francis and Sacred Heart. This is the same guy that was recruited to go play at the top FBS programs. And here he is back. And he's ready to dominate. And it, you know, it took a, you could kind of see him slowly getting more and more comfortable. FAMU is one of the best HBCU programs. Uh, SC State's a fine team, and we just saw that they weren't as competitive as Jackson State. But like as much as, and we talked about this on the last show that we were kind of patting ourselves on the back and saying, "Hey, we got we were right about picking Jackson State and saying that they should be a ranked team or at least close on the outside looking in." This is a way to really prove that because I also had FAMU in my rankings. They're always going to be a really, really well-coached program. They're always a team that there's a, a random 
NFL draft, late draft prospect, senior bowl guy that creeps up. Isaiah Land's gone. I understand that that's going to be a hurdle for them to deal with, but they're always a really, really well-coached team that we can get exposure to. Is FAMU the real deal, or is Jackson State the real deal in this game? Yeah, uh, you're using we a lot, and maybe we're gonna have to start breaking down. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to start breaking down some show titles because I saw you took some liberties on the week zero recap. Hey man, Jack- I want people to I want people to click into the into the video. Is that I don't care. I'll say that I got clickbait a little I know, bit. I want I people know. to watch the goddamn videos. <laughs> I know, and I think it's good for that. But put Jackson State quarterback Jason Brown on the Walter Payton watch list is kind of crazy for week zero recapage. I'm week putting one. him on the watch list. If 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 LSU if he does it, wait, wait, if he does it back to back weeks, what what are we doing? I got you. I understand. I, I think that Jason Brown is an incredibly talented. Put your chin, tuck your chin away. Don't don't you stick your chin at me like that. Um, here's what's gonna happen. I can promise you yeah. that if you follow Hack City, no matter which team wins Florida State LSU, it's either gonna be Jordan Travis or Jaden Daniels Heisman finalist. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> That's I promise the- you, if one, if one of them does that, no, I'm not that much of a hack. I'm not going to do. That. But like, I play into the t- I, I play into the title of the channel, man. I don't care. I got talk, you. Let's talk about this game. Let's talk about this game. <laughs> um, yeah, Jackson State did. Uh, uh, they played really well in their Week One game. SC State, though, not good last year. Not good this year. They're just not a, not a good team. FAMU. Always going to be competitive. Always going to be a pretty fiery squad. Also, not not in the business of enjoying getting blown out. If they do get blown out, they are a team that fight. They 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 play with some pride, and I think uh, Jackson State does also. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit different. And uh, before, I'm not saying SC State doesn't, but FAMU is a pretty gritty program. They have been pretty gritty late, uh, 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 since we've started covering them. So Jackson State, it's going to be a little more buckle up this game, uh, but I'm expecting them to to repeat. I'm expecting them to carry over what they did in in week zero to week one, or for some people, week one to week two for them. It, it, it just has to. It can't be emotional dump. We just, oh, look, we won. We won. We did it. We did it without prime. You got you to gotta stay pretty level. You can't do the emotional dump after a big win or a big loss. That's what catches teams. It does catch teams pretty big. It is just getting way too invested in one singular game. And every game does matter, but the investment level emotionally can hurt a team if they lose perspective on the next week. Yeah. Celebrate that night. Sunday, back to work. And Brown is going to be, and I know that we talked about how Mulligan's a great player. Brown's going to be really tested here. This this defense for FAMU is going to be a lot better than the SC State one. Uh, the the name that they have for it, I think, is one of the most badass names for a defense. Uh, it's not like that Colgate, that stupid Colgate one when there was like the red blanket or whatever when we first started yeah, doing yeah, the yeah. show. The Dark Cloud defense is uh, the name of the FAMU defense. That's which, awesome. That that is awesome. Uh, some of the players that they have that were all conference on that defense. Again, I already mentioned how look Isaiah Land's gone, but they they might not have highly draftable guys like Land was in that conversation. They still have, as we just spent the past couple of minutes talking about, really well-coached, well-rounded players. Isaiah Major, a really talented linebacker. Javon Morgan and then Kendall Bowler, 
are the three that, that I had written down. Uh, Major is an awesome name for a linebacker. I'm obsessed with guys with names that fit their position. Um, and then the last piece of this, Jeremy Musa is also a big-name player for this game for FAMU. Their starting quarterback, he was the starter last year. He was a transfer from Vanderbilt. Um, got an NFL-type frame. He's got uh, uh, the skill set to, to continue to lead this team, and he was a big reason why they were successful in various games last year. So they've got all the pieces. I think that we talked a lot about Jackson State and their expectations for 2023. A lot of transfer portal guys coming in. We saw that they looked cohesive, but how cohesive are they against a team that's returning a group that's already been playing together at a very high level? Yeah, uh, I'm looking at some FAMU gear right now, seeing if I can get a Dark Cloud de defense shirt. Do they That's, make them? I'm looking. I'm looking. I will be on the hunt uh, for some FAMU gear because that is awesome. I mean, their regular stuff is really good also. I mean, it's it's pretty uh, – do you have a FAMU shirt? I do have a FAMU shirt. Yeah, I thought you did. This is a pretty cool sweater, cool, too. It was a cool Jeez, shirt. I got, it, I got it off of Mitchell and Ness. All right, stop getting distracted. Oh, nice. uh, final points before I, we talk about EWU and DSU. Uh, let's just get let's just get right to you. I mean, Jackson State did the worst thing they could do, and that's raise my expectations right through the roof. So I'm sure if they lose, I will be uh, ready to come down on them. All right, time to talk about Ulu. Um, Eastern Washington oh, versus North oh, Dakota oh. State. Uh, no, they're playing at no, Viking no, no. Stadium. Don't act like you haven't heard that a million times. Uh, hey, 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 hey! I don't watch that stuff. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Hey, no, 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 no. I watch cool stuff. I watch cool, like fighting. I watch and all cool that. anime I, girls. Pirates. No, no, not anime girls. No. Sure. Uh, Eastern Washington <laughs> is going to play off against a face off against a highly ranked North Dakota State team um, that has a lot of question marks coming into this game. Eastern Washington, we know, always has an exciting offense, always puts up a lot of points. A uh, new quarterback who is going to be a, a nightmare for us to pronounce, Kakoa Vesperis, is my guess on the pronunciation. One of the funny things that I found doing my research on this game that I thought was freaking awesome uh, is a total sicko move. Their backup quarterback, Michael Wortham, who transferred from a lower-level program, uh, is going to be their kick returner. How many schools do you know that have a, that good of a backup athlete, backup quarterback, that is that much of an athlete that they can return kicks. But outside of the gimmicks, kind of a young team. They're starting three redshirt sophomores in their secondary. Are they going to really do much against the Bison? I don't know. I don't think so. Very different teams. I miss the days of Gunnar Talkington, who I believe had the best football name in the last, at least last year. That's the best. Rest Tony Musket, Gunnar no Talkington, Gunner Talkington <laughs> by a million. It's the best. Uh, so let's, I mean, Eastern Washington's kind of getting the Campbell treatment here. Uh, Kakoa Vesperas, go ahead. Show us what you got. And North Dakota State, you know, you got to look out for uh, Efton Chisholm III and Blake Goble uh, for Eastern Washington, the two main receiving targets. Just Eastern Washington, the names. It's Efton Chisholm III. That's so awesome. Sorry, continue. He's their leading receiver. He's expected to do uh, be their number one target and Goble the number two target. So obviously, all camp, North Dakota State's been keying off on those two guys. Like that, that's just what they're practicing for. I expect them to be incredibly well prepared. 
Eastern Washington, you might have to gimmick it up. You might have to do some some week one stuff. You might have to get a you know some special teams. I broken record every year. Week one special teams that's going to decide some games uh, big time because you don't think it's a big part of the game until you're getting seven points off of it for a muffed punt, kickoff return touchdown. Maybe you'd even do a fake punt. Figure it out. Do something with special teams. Make your field goals. Uh, you got to do. You got to play all three phases of the game to keep up with North Dakota state because they're North Dakota state. There's not much more. I mean, they're, they're just, they consistently load and reload talent on their roster and they're going to be ready. They're coached. Well, they're disciplined. They do the little things, right. Uh, Eastern Washington either create chaos, which looking for my chaos team of the year. I'm officially looking for my chaos team of the year. Uh, That is a team that I will follow more than the, than the top five. I will take FCS listener recommendations for what team they believe will create the most chaos. Uh, but Eastern Washington's either got to play incredibly tight or incredibly chaotic to stay in this one. Yeah, and one main thing that's always the focus for me in games like this is that we know that North Dakota State is just built different up front. Eli Mostart is a really good defensive tackle. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Jalen Sundale has been recognized as a senior bowl watch list guy, a guy that I was really, really excited about when I was watching some film this summer. Um, This is going to be one along the line of scrimmage is just how does Eastern Washington physically match up? Uh, Can they slow down Tamarick Williams and this rushing attack to some sort of an extent? And, like, I'm going to be completely blunt, as I've, we've been doing a lot this season. I think we've been doing a better job of just being really direct. Eastern Washington hasn't exactly been a team that's got the bodies to stop a team like North Dakota State up front. The one thing that I found really interesting, and I, I really – I'm a, such a big fan, Sean, of uh, websites that have paywalls that have important information that I can't read. Um, in Forum published an article that I wanted to read talking about the possibility for a little bit of a quarterback rotation. Uh, I, of course, cannot read that. But it sounds like Cam Miller, um, just going off of that, might have might not be playing all the snaps in this game. I feel like this might just be a motivation ploy, but I'm going to go with this angle. I want to see what Cam Miller can do. Can he look a little bit more composed? Can he look a little bit more comfortable uh, in this game and maybe build some momentum from a good performance? I feel you. I just caved to the Athletic for $1 a month for the next year. Uh, oh. Finally caved. I mean, just so much prep is front, you know. There's, I think there's enough stories that create prep. Uh, so that was just a. I mean, it's if it was Wait. any, if it was two a month, then it would have been a no go. But one dollar. I kind of can, can I point out the irony in this? And so uh, you bought that for your producer role, for a job that you produce three senior national college football reporters. Why don't you just read their articles? I do. I do. I, I look. God forbid, Sean's trying to get some content. God I'm forbid. sorry. I, I'm sorry that sounded funny. I'm just the, the the. It's not like you're doing that for. Because normally you do that for like players that are hosting a show that maybe aren't doing as much homework or radio hosts that aren't doing as much homework. I'll be honest, and this it seems sounds funny. This seems like hypocrisy. I don't uh-huh. care very much for players hosting a show. Well, <laughs> wait. I like broadcasters. The, pardon my French. Then what the fuck are we doing right That's now? That's why I said pardon the hypocrisy. I think we're good at it. <laughs> I think everyone else sucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm obviously Hack City. Hack City take there. So do not, Dustin Helton, before you start pitching a tent 
at the idea of me sounding outlandish, calm down and understand the hack take. It was tongue in cheek. I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you all season, Helton. I'm on you. I'm on you all season. God, this rivalry that you've created with Dustin Helton, I'm all for it. Uh, Sean, let's pick these games and oh. get out of here. What's the current score? It's these nuts. Uh, uh, that's what you're, I thought. You're up 3 0. I'm down 2 1. So We're I'm undefeated. Well, your dumbass so put one of the worst, one of the worst picks possible that's going to help me regain that regain that lead. All right, here sure. we go. William and Mary Campbell. Who you got? William and Mary. Uh, obviously, William and Mary. Jackson State, FAMU. Jackson State. I'm changing my mind. Give me FAMU. Eastern Washington, North Dakota State. North Dakota State. Give me the bison. Uh, been eating a lot of ground bison lately, by the way. I keep forgetting to bring that up. South Dakota State, Nichols. I can't even like do a Joe Rogan bit because your first name's Joe. Like it just, it, I either call you Joe Rogan or, or Joe DeLeon. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> like I can't even, I can't even do a funny bit with that. Uh, stink. You're all Sac State Nichols. Sac State. Who do you think you are? Sac State as well. Um, it's good. I don't know if you've tried ground bison. He kills um, his own. And his elk no, and all doesn't. that stuff. Don't, don't give me a break. Killing a, killing a bison is not physically possible to do one-on-one. Furman, Tennessee Tech. I, you know nothing about bison. Um, I'm taking Tennessee Tech. You do? Let's start, let's start it off. Let's just start the season off with a bang. Tennessee Tech. I'm going with an upset early. We're, uh, we're uh, the next two. We're on a two-for streak of great spelling by Joe and the Doc. Uh, I picked Firma to beat Texas Tech. Texas Tech stinks. Stop Tennessee picking your Tech. dad's team, you loser. This is Stop saying easy Texas bait. Tech. I, I am going to – sorry, Tennessee Tech. I'm going to put Tennessee Tech on this dock every single week because it's bait. It is easy bait. You're so easy to bait. Delaware – well, I spelled Delaware wrong twice. I'm sure I'm easy to bait. <laughs> Buy more Notre Dame gear, you sucker. Delaware Stony Brook. I spelled Delaware wrong twice. Delaware Stony Brook. Uh, Delaware. I spelled it Delaware. Uh, I'm also picking Delaware. UNH Stonehill. UNH. Uh, I'm also going with UNH. Merrimack Holy Cross. What? My least favorite part of FC Estimates every year is you making yourself laugh with your poor spelling. Every (laughs) single year. (laughs) I think you've evolved a lot as being able to host a show, carry topics, all that. But you're just a simpleton. I'm not a simpleton. God forbid a man has a sense of humor. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. UNH Stonehill. <laughs> You're awful. UNH. Merrimack, uh, Holy Cross. Oh, uh, Holy Cross. Holy Cross as well. Drake, North Dakota. North Dakota. Drake. Give me North Dakota. Morgan State, Richmond. <laughs> Richmond. I'm um, also going with Richmond as well. All right, that's going to be it from us at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. We will be back. Drop a comment, hit subscribe. Enjoy the rest of your week. Don't. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.